Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and I'm jumping in before this episode begins just to introduce it really. Um, As you can see from the title of this episode, it is a very personal one and I just want to share that I nearly didn't air this episode. I nearly didn't publish it. In fact, it's been sat in drafts for a couple of weeks and I've come to the conclusion that it's with these episodes that I often feel at my most wobbly about airing them and about sharing them. And it's not because it feels vulnerable to share, because it doesn't. I don't feel vulnerable sharing the examples in this episode, even though it's come. it comes from a very personal place. And I also don't feel like I'm putting myself in a vulnerable position by sharing this with you. But I do feel the same way. It, it's, it's so ironic because I do feel the same way as what the point of this episode is all about. I've grown to learn that we're humans in business and so many of us have been led to believe that in order to be successful, in inverted commas, that we must behave less like humans and more like robots. Just be less human, need less, do more. (laughs) And what I want to share in this in this episode today and what I do share in this episode today is the unquestionable fact that when someone leaves your life in any capacity, they usually leave a gap and sometimes a gaping hole in what they brought to your life. And as a responsible adult, as a responsible human in business, it's on us, you and me, to honor what we need and to own that and to do something about that, to take ownership of it, to be responsible for it. And the reason why it's ironic is because I nearly didn't share this episode (laughs) from a place of it shares my humanness. And isn't that wild to think that this whole episode is about us owning the fact that we are humans in business? And what that should tell you is even though I am teaching and sharing about this in this episode today, I'm a human too. I am a human in business too. And it's an ongoing practice for all of us, me included, to be open to our own humanness as we navigate through business. So I hope that introduction serves. Please know that I would never share anything on the Inner Conversation that I'm not comfortable with sharing. So I'm sharing from a powerful place, um, even if it's a even if it's an emotional share, right? The other thing that I wanted to say before we get in is the doors to the Thrive First Method are open up until the end of September 2023. And I want you to consider joining. If you listen to the Inner Work conversation, if some of my episodes feels like I am totally in your head, even if you just want to work with me and haven't yet booked in your inquiry call, may I encourage you to do that well in advance of the 30th of September? And I'll tell you why. Some of the inquiry calls that I've held lately have been someone inquiring about the Thrive First method who've then gone on to inquire about my one-to-one services. And the flip, the flip of that, sometimes people come on to an inquiry call inquiring about my one-to-one services, but then get drawn to the Thrive First method, which by the way, you get included if you're a one-to-one client of mine anyway. And all of that is to say that an inquiry call with me isn't me selling to you. It's us. It's you booking a call. And that that you booking a call says two things. The first thing is, 
I am fed up of my own shit and I'm wanting to take responsibility of that. And number two, I'm wanting you to help me take responsibility of that in some capacity. That's what you're saying by booking an inquiry call in. When I get on that inquiry call, my job is to help both of us mutually assess, am I the right person for you to work with? And which of my services will be most aligned to you right now? And that's everything considered. There's no ickiness about talking about budget or talking about um, what would be best suited. And sometimes you'll come off that inquiry call and I'll just send you away to listen to a free podcast episode. But please, (laughs) please honor that I don't have people booking inquiry calls to recommend free podcast episodes. It's with a view to working together. Anyway, all of that said, I'm encouraging you to book in your inquiry call before the end of September, because if the Thrive First Method is an outcome, a conclusion that we both come to that will be good for you, I want you to not miss the deadline to join if that's applicable. Uh, So all that said, I'm going to leave the link in the show notes, but you can head straight to www.tlb, stands for Thrive Life and Business, tlb.org.uk, and you can explore all of my services. I've just updated my website so that I've um, made my services much clearer and added a few new ones in there as well. Um, And the last point to make on that is if you think that if you go on there and you think, actually, I need a bit of a tailored approach, we'll discuss that on an inquiry call. The link will be in the show notes. It's also on my website. I look forward to speaking to you. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today's episode is for you. If you have ever had someone of influence in your life who isn't there anymore or maybe you don't have access to each other anymore. So it may well be, as you can see from the title, I'm going to bring in to this episode some examples of having lost my own mum. And it's not necessarily, this episode isn't about losing someone and what happens there. So if you are looking for an episode on how to deal with grief, this probably isn't it. Although I will reference it, this isn't it because that's not really what today is about. I work with so many of my clients who have had an influence or someone who has been so supportive to them. And I'm going to get into what that means in this episode. But then that person is no longer in their life. Maybe not as dramatic as they've passed away, (laughs) but maybe less dramatic than that. Maybe it's just that one of them has moved on to another job, or maybe it's that they were, that person was their boss and now maybe they're self-employed. Um, but whatever the, whatever the situation is, this episode is for you. If you really miss someone because, and you wish you had someone like that in your life and you no longer do, you know, the amount of people who I know are in this position where maybe they've lost a friend, you know, maybe they've lost a parent or a sibling, And it is a situation where someone has passed away or it might, as I say, it might be something completely um, less morbid (laughs) than that. And it may well just be that you've fallen out with someone, you know, you no longer speak to them or you no longer have the same relationship because of a business situation that made things awkward between you or whatever's happened. You miss whatever that person brought into your life. You miss it. And I want to talk about that in this episode today. And I'm going to start by sharing my own experience and then I'm going to flip this into what you can do about it because that's what I want to bring to this this conversation. When someone isn't there anymore, for whatever reason, (laughs) 
I won't go on with the examples because it's turning into a, it's not going to be an episode on grief, um, but it is going to be an episode when, whereby as I head into this, I hope that what you're going to gain from this episode is what do I do? What do I do when that person isn't there anymore? And I really miss their influence. And I really miss that unique and very special kind of support that they brought into my world. What do I do? So let me give you where this episode came from. Quite often, (laughs) on a regular occurrence, and I'm going to say especially monthly, I have thoughts and those thoughts that they go along the lines of, you know, can I do this? Can I handle this? I don't know if I am able. I don't know if I am, I say big enough, but I mean like the capacity to hold discomfort within me is big enough. I, I have thoughts of self-doubt and I just don't, like literal doubt. I don't know if I can do this. And in these moments, I think that if we know how to handle those thoughts, which I'm going to talk about in this episode, in these moments, we're being given an opportunity to see what we actually need. But many of us, we don't even allow ourselves to get to that point because what most of us do is we just go with those thoughts. We judge the thoughts, we treat them like they're the final final point. And then we take that initial thought and we problem solve from there. So what I mean by that is, if I'm not in a well-resourced space, so that could be that I'm overly tired, overly hormonal, undernourished, um, haven't thrived first. So for those of you who are in the Thrive First Method, so that's all of my Thrive First Method members and my one-to-one clients, you will know that in order to thrive first, it's not just about the physical things. It's not just about, have I had enough sleep? Am I eating my veggies? You know, it's all, and it's not even just as simple as, am I journaling or am I meditating? You are such a, we are all such unique humans and we all need different things in order to help us feel like we're thriving and therefore in a well-resourced place. And that literally could be anything from, have I given myself enough grace or have I, you know, am I financially stable? The things that are often overlooked that are really important for us to feel like we are well-resourced and we are thriving. That's another conversation, but going back to my point, when I feel like I am under-resourced for whatever reason, I can slip into a place of taking that thought, can I do this? Can I handle this? I just don't think I can. And as opposed to um, handling that thought in a healthy way, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, I go down, I I hold hands with the thought and I let it lead me into the swamp (laughs) and I slosh about in the swamp with that thought and I allow myself to believe that that thought is the place I should be solving from and I spend my energy and mental attention on that thought. So as opposed to, and it can be really destructive because let's say I think those thoughts at 10 o'clock in the morning, I don't know if I can handle this, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. If I think those thoughts at 10 o'clock in the morning and I hold those th- those thoughts hands and I let them lead me into the swamp, what that often looks like for me, if I'm not in a well-resourced place and not handling myself very well, which I'm going to talk about in that this episode today, what it can look like is spending the rest of the day umming and ahhing, going backwards and forwards with myself over, can I handle this? I don't think I can. Oh my God. Oh my God. And that's what I mean by we, we problem solve from the wrong place. We judge our mental and emotional state and we 
we just go with it. We just believe that that is the final point. That's the thing that I, you know, that's the thing that I should be solving for. Can I handle this or not? Whereas when I'm in, well, let me explain. When my mum was alive, so many of you feel like you know my mum because I've talked about her in the inner conversation. Some of you know me personally, but let me explain. Mum was a person who it didn't matter. Like you could pick up the phone, right? And be like, mum, my head's up my ass. Give me some words. And she would be, she was that type of person who just was able to pull the right things to say. It would have to be on request. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. She would sometimes say the wrong things. Like, or, you know, if you said, oh, I feel really frumpy today, she might say the mum thing to say. Yeah. All of, you know, like, for example, I'm not, what I'm saying is that she wasn't perfect, right? <laughs> so she might say, oh, well, you know, you haven't brushed your hair or, you know, all the annoying things that mums say. And I know that because I am a mum and I do say the wrong things. But going back to my point, mum was the type of person who, if you were to ring her up and be like, my head's on my arse and I'm hormonal and I don't know what the fuck to do and I just don't know if I can cope and I don't know if I can handle this. She would, and and you would say, you know, mum, help, like just help me pull myself out of this place. She was the person for that. We all have our strengths. We all have our special um, abilities and her special ability, whether it was for the the world or whether it was for me and her children, it was being able to remind you that you can, you can. And I miss that so much. And that's the point. That's the point. So what? let me explain what I mean when I say I miss that so much. I miss my mum. And I also have real deep sadness for the fact that she left when my son was like nine and he's 15 and he's turning into a man and she's missing all of that. And also he's missing her. You know, he, he, it's throughout the stages of his life. He's missing her as well. And I have sadness for the fact that she never saw me as a business owner and I have sadness for blah, 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 blah all of the things. That's not what I'm here to talk about though right? So please don't take what I'm about to move on to is the fact that I'm not honoring that sadness. Oh, I honor it. <laughs> as you can hear, I honor it. That's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about today is the person that we miss, I miss, she wouldn't have let me problem solve from that place, right? What I mean is, and I'm using this example so that you can hear that I can personally relate to this, but I also have some tips and some solutions for you in this place. And it's come from experience of dealing with myself, but also experience of dealing with my clients when they've said, you know, I had that mentor, but now they've gone to Australia or I've had that person in my life, but now they've gone because of reason X, Y, and Z. There is something that you can do in this place. And I think most of us don't know about it. <laughs> and, and even when we do know about it, we don't know to do it. So let me explain. In those moments where my head's up my arse, I can't find the faith within myself to pull myself away from the thoughts of, I can't do this, I can't handle this. In those moments, I miss her. And the reason that I miss her is because she wouldn't let me problem solve from there. So what I mean here is, of course, there is sadness that she's not in our lives and she's not living her life anymore. Of course, there's sadness around all of that. But speaking very selfishly here, <laughs> yeah. she brought something very specific into my life with a very specific flavor of Mally-ness. Her name was Mally. Mal. And 
I miss that being in my life. And the thing is, when they're not in your life anymore, and maybe, I'm, I'm just thinking this through, maybe you're listening to this thinking, I miss that and I've never had that in my life. Let, let's go there as well in this episode. Maybe you're thinking, I miss that and I've never even had it to miss. Maybe it's that for you. Maybe um, you crave it. You know, so let's let's revisit um, the intention and the purpose of this episode. This episode is for when that influence or support isn't there and you miss it because you had it and you want it to be there. Or maybe you are in a place where you know that exists, but you, you've never had it and you crave it. I want you to use that sensation, to use that feeling of craving it, of missing it. I want you, first of all, to notice it exists. Notice that it is there. And notice it without judgment. It's really hard sometimes to notice that you crave something or you miss something. And when I say without judgment, what I mean really is without turning yourself into a victim. Oh, poor, like there's a big difference between noticing that something isn't there and turning yourself into a victim because it isn't there. And I'm not saying you're not a victim. I'm not saying that you're not a victim because you've never had that in your life. I'm not saying that you're not a victim because that person passed away or has moved on or whatever. You are a victim of a circumstance, but the way you handle that inside of yourself will mean the way you spend your energy when it comes to that thing will be different. It will be the difference between I can notice it and I can acknowledge that that is there, that craving, that me missing that person without then me taking that thought down a garden path of, and aren't I poor me? Aren't I such a victim because of this situation? Using it in a healthy way means using it, noticing it, acknowledging it, using it. It's a sign, it's data. It's trying to tell you something if you will fucking listen. When I feel like that, when I miss her, and her influence. When I'm craving that, I've got to stop and I've got to notice, Nikki, what is it that you need here? What is it that you need? Because that person, you can spend hours and hours and hours with this, but I can tell you that they're not there anymore because of whatever reason. And you have to ask yourself, what is it that you're craving here? notice the feeling and then ask yourself, what is it that I am craving? Is it reassurance? Is it acknowledgement? Is it perspective? Is it someone cheering you on in the moments of darkness? Is it all of the above? Is it a reminder of the objective truth when your head is so far up your ass, you can only see one side of the coin? Is it exactly that? Is it for your head to be pulled out of the ditch? Is it for your face to be slapped by the wet fish of, I love you, now stop being a dickhead to yourself? <laughs> what is it? And just a side note to all of this, just bringing it back to my own example, I recognize that I miss my mum because of all of the sad reasons that I've explained. But I also recognize that I miss my mum because I miss being mothered. Let me say that again. I miss my mom because I miss being mothered. Now, this isn't a fresh wound for me. She's been gone for um, over five years now, nearly six years. Oh God, nearly six years to the day. My God. Wow, this is poignant. But notice how I'm recognizing that in myself. Ah, Nick, 
in those times where your head's up your ass and you're in the darkness, right? You're missing the mothering that she gave you. And I want you, I want you to use that as data. I want you to use that as information. What notice, like if you want to pause the episode here and think of your person, think of that mentor that you used to have, or that boss you used to have, or that best friend that you used to have, or that parent or sibling or whatever they were to you. Pause the episode here and just run through in your mind. What did they bring to the the table in your life? And in those moments where, you know, you just needed to vent or to have your head pulled from your own arse, what is it that you really miss? And whatever it is, notice it. And this is what I mean when I say feel your feelings. Most people, right, they will do anything to escape themselves in the discomfort to make it go away. They will eat, they will drink, they will scroll, they will um, fucking shut a business down (laughs) and give it all up. Seriously, to avoid the discomfort of our own selves, we will resort to escapist tendencies, which actually I've got an episode coming up on um, how we handle ourselves in those moments, in the gap in between. So I'm not going to go into that in this episode, but when you are craving what they brought, when you are missing what they brought, I want you to pause and to notice. And before you decide, oh, well, it means this. Oh, well, try instead giving yourself what you need. I'm going to say that again. Notice what it was that you miss or you crave and try instead giving yourself what you need. And by the way, that's not me um that's not me endorsing hyperindependence. Like you give yourself what you need. They're not there anymore. You do it's <laughs> not that. But that is inc- you giving yourself what you need is inclusive of asking for it. Is inclusive of ringing Samaritans when you've got no one else to turn to. That is inclusive of providing it to yourself and learning how to do that for you. Learning includes spotting that you need it in the first place. A huge part of a skill that I developed when my mum passed away was learning how to mother myself. Huge. And I hate to like silver line in this cloud, but it made me better at my job too. And it made me a better mum too. You know, it's I'm not saying, oh, well, yay, she's gone. <laughs> I gained all of these skills. I don't mean it like that. And I think that you know, you guys know that I don't mean it like that. But what I do mean is in acknowledging what you need in those moments where you miss them or you crave them and they're not there and they're never going to be there anymore. What I'm asking you to do in this episode is to notice. And yeah, it's fucking shit. Like accept that. Accept that you haven't got that. And maybe you never did. Accepting that and giving yourself grace in those moments and letting yourself feel what you need to feel in those moments. But instead of acting from that initial thought, that initial thought might be the same as me. I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Instead of acting from that place and going, well, yeah, no, I can't. So there's no fucking point trying. Or yeah, no, I can't. So let me just get a job instead. Yeah, no, I can't. And it's like, I notice when I'm in those moments, I make decisions from emotion. And that's really not a strategic thing to do in business at all. But that's the point that I'm making here. We we are trying 
in those moments to problem solve from the wrong place without that person's influence, without that person's unique blend of support, you know? And what I'm saying here is notice what they brought and notice that you need that. And that is something that there's a reason that you crave it. There's a reason that you miss it and notice it and try as much as you can to provide that for yourself whether that's something that you learn how to do, you know, maybe you learn. What what do I mean when I say I learned to mother myself? What I mean when I say that is I used to sit, I don't do this much anymore, but in the times where I need it, I will put Devi prayer on, which is a 20 minute um, song. I'll link it in the show notes and I'll sit and I'll just be with myself. I'll close my eyes. I'll take my contact lenses out and I'll sit and maybe I'll give myself a cuddle or maybe I'll give myself a rock and I'll breathe. Because I know that's what she used to do for me. Maybe, I don't know, that there's some one of my clients who springs to mind here where she had a mentor and they're in different countries now. And she, I think she calls that this person Yoda from memory. I can't, or I might have just made that up. But this person had such a calming and um, calming influence on them because she held this person's opinion and view in such high regard that when she took her issues and problems to them, they would instantly calm her. Like, notice what is it about that person that you no longer have that you crave and start to learn how to give that to yourself through whatever means. But I think the important thing to to summarize on this episode is just because they're not there anymore doesn't mean A, that you don't need it and B, that you can't have it. And I want you, instead of acting out from the place that you would normally turn to them and instead, because you can't turn to them, you act out from that place, you know, instead of that, this episode is here to give you a bit of perspective that you might need what they brought to your life or to your professional life. And instead of bypassing that and just being like, well, you know, they're gone and I need to accept that they're gone. And it's accepting that. Yeah, of course they're gone and they're not coming back, but also accepting the fact that the fact that you crave that and the fact that you miss that in those moments is trying to tell you something. You aren't a robot. You're a human in business. And the fact that you're a human in business means that you come with your own very unique set of what is brilliant and light about you and also what is brilliant and dark about you. And in the darkness that you face, because it'll be different to the darkness that I face, but let's have it right. We all have darkness that we face. You will need your own very unique blend of support. And when that person or that influence or that support isn't there anymore, it doesn't mean you don't need it. And what I'm wanting you to do in this episode is I'm wanting you to notice it, acknowledge it and take your power back and say, actually, I do need that. And maybe this is the beginning of me learning that I need to, I need to learn how to provide that for myself. Or maybe this is me acknowledging that I do need that and I need some professional support in helping me to develop that skill within me or develop that behavior within me. Maybe this is just your signal to connect to that kind of energy. So for example, for me, just going back to my own personal experience, for example, for me, when I um, need to be mothered, I might head to my journal and I might write to myself 
as though it was her speaking to me. I might, if I'm driving, I might think, right, okay, fuck, slow down. Like, let me just observe my own thoughts. I'm thinking thoughts like, I can't cope. I'm not going to be able to do this. Am I cut out for this? What would she say? If I was to ring her right now, what would she say? Can I connect to that energy? Can I connect to that feeling? Because ultimately that is what we're after. We're not after the logic. We're not after the words. We're after the feeling. And I think that's such an important point. You might be, you might have listened to this episode so far and be thinking, but practically, Nick, like practically give me the how. And that how, you might need to work that out yourself, but some examples are exactly that. Can you write to yourself as if it was that person, write like their words being written to you? Can you speak with yourself and imagine what they would say in this scenario? Can you think about the feeling that you would get from that conversation with them and lean into that feeling within yourself, generate that feeling within yourself? Connecting to that energy, connecting to that feeling, it's really just a practice. It's a practice of connecting to it and cultivating it within yourself. And when I say cultivating it, I mean cultivating that connection. One last thing before I leave this episode, I think it's really important to acknowledge and and appreciate what I said before. You are a human in business. And because you're a human in business, I think that there's a real um, need, requirement, necessity to separate out the fact that in order to succeed in inverted commas in business, whatever that means to you, um, I think that there are requirements to develop knowledge and skill. You know, there are requirements. If you're running a business, there are requirements to have basic foundational strategic structures in place um, that make and frameworks in place and and systems in place. I was recently speaking to one of my clients, Charlotte Goss, who is a spaciousness consultant and she she works with business owners like me to make sure that they've got the procedures and the strategy and the systems and the frameworks in place in their business to make sure that everything is running as it should, as it's meant to, to provide you with the spaciousness in order to feel like you can create success on your terms in business. And that spaciousness can look like so many things. It can look like creating the financial stability. It can look like making sure that you're not chasing your tail, recreating the same thing over and over again. It can look like so many things. But the conversation that we were having all stemmed from the fact that you need all of those things it's true. You need the strategy. You need the knowledge. You know, you do need to know the difference between gross and net. You need all of these things and you need to develop business skill. At the same time, you're a human in business. So the whole point behind the Thrive First Method is exactly where I started this episode from, is you need to know what you need in order to thrive. And I know that for me, a human in business, in order to thrive, I need to know how to handle myself in moments where I am losing my shit. (laughs) And because I know what it feels like to get that reassurance, to get that mothering in those moments where I need it, it sort of signifies to me that I need to honor that humanness within myself. And so please don't think that this is a whole episode on, yeah, well, what you need in business is just the inner work. It's not. 
There's loads of other things that we all need and we can all access, usually for free. You know, YouTube will give you so much around business strategy and how to do things in business. I learned so much at the beginning of my business in terms of how to handle my tax and how to, you know, have a plan to market my business and advertise and understand how to communicate what I do. And that's great. But in those moments where I'm losing my shit, I need to honor what support I actually need. And in honoring that, I need to recognize and acknowledge that what I had, I do, I no longer have. And not stopping there and being a victim of it, but instead empowering myself and giving the power back to myself to honor that part of me that needs that and using that um, acknowledgement and that craving and that missing that person to actually realize that I am responsible for myself. It's that thing I always say, wherever you go, there you are. And so because of that, I know that I am responsible for myself. I know I'm responsible for the way I am experiencing the world. And that doesn't mean that I'm responsible for everything that happens to me. It means that I'm responsible for how I handle things on a continual basis. And so whatever's come up for you in this episode, honor it. You know, if you felt upset in this episode because you've acknowledged and you realized actually that person or support or whatever it is, isn't there anymore. And I really miss that for myself. I think that's something for you to stop and pause and acknowledge and start wondering, like literally it's, it doesn't have to be instant. You don't have to figure this out, but you might want to start wondering, how can I give that to myself? How can I call in that kind of support? Um, and I just hope as well that this episode has helped you to feel seen. I know that for a long time after my own mum passed, there was a really small girl inside of me that needed those things, but felt a bit ashamed of it because that small girl lives in a very adult 30, well, I, I was 31 at the time, but now 37 year old body. And so I suppose what I'm saying there is quite often in life, we can feel like because we're an adult, we should act like one, <laughs> even when we don't feel like one. And that translates to business just because we're a business owner or a leader or have a title of director. We feel like sometimes I, I and listen, you don't have to, I know this. I've had 18 years in this. I've had 18 years of people saying to me, I have this title. I don't feel big enough for it. I don't feel grown up enough for it, you know? So I just want you to honor that. I just want you to honor the human inside of you and start to wonder how you can start to give what you miss and what you crave to yourself and start to acknowledge those moments where you crave it, where you miss it as the moments where you can honor yourself. It's a practice. As I always say, it's a practice. So signing off here. Oh, one last thing before I go. It is currently September, 2023. And I'm so excited at the moment because I have recently updated my service offerings. So if you're here at the end of the episode, it means that my shit resonates with you, or maybe you're just here because you're being nosy. I don't know. But normally people are at this point in the episode because um, you resonate with my content and maybe if this is the first time listening to my content, go and go and listen to some of the other episodes, go and find what serves you, get to know me because I am the type of service provider where 
most of my clients, if they don't come through recommendation from other clients, they'll come through this podcast. And if you are listening to this podcast thinking, I would actually really love to work with Nikki, then please know that I have expanded my serving service offerings out so that there's different price points, there's different um, levels of service. And also there's a really easy way to inquire. So if you can't quite find what you're looking for, but you have something in mind that you'd like me to um, almost consult with you and be like, okay, I hear what you need. And it's not on that list of services. Just book in an inquiry call. Let's have a chat and let's see if I can support you further. So with that, you can head to my website. It's www. TLB stands for Thrive Life and Business.org.uk. You can message me over on Instagram or um, just book in an inquiry call. I would love to chat to you. And I'm definite, I am certain that if you resonate with what I talk about on the Inner Work Conversation, then my actual services will benefit you so very much. So with that, please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.